Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. We are Ephraim, and we are looking for the ten lost tribes of all of Israel. God promised in the last days that he would gather these uh, ten lost tribes up. Uh, He would uh, bring them back to the land of Israel and bless God that we would live there. And that is what we're doing. Um, I have direction from an angel that appears, one of two angels that appears to me from time to time. 
that uh, that's what I am, was to be doing and am doing, okay? And so uh, we welcome you, Ephraimites. We, we welcome you, those of you that are listening in for the first time. And we're going to start up, and this is not a very long study, but it's something that, that is so important. And the name of it is Understanding the Invisible Things of God. Understanding the Invisible Things of God. Uh, you know, God uh, being a spirit, being, and there being a supernatural world right here amongst us, if you will, it's real, real hard for the for the carnal mind to conceive the fact of a of a supernatural world. I mean, it just is. I mean, I realize that we go through the things we go through. Uh, most Christians ha- don't have the foggiest idea about that other side, but it's there. In fact, the scriptures tells us it is the real world. As I have tried to teach you from the very beginning, that bless God, that we, you and I, all of us, came out of that supernatural, spiritual world and placed into our mother's wombs, and then, bless God, on that day that we give up the ghost, we die, then we go back once again to that that world that's unseen. All right, so I want to talk somewhat about how maybe to help you understand somewhat about this invisible side that you can't see into, at least the Lord God um, uh, lets you see into it. We have a lot of people that uh, have familiar spirits are trying to let them see something. <laughs> I'm not sure what what that's about, uh, but the fact of it is it's really there and it really works. I'm going to start uh, this afternoon in Second Corinthians 4, 17. It says, For our light affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us for more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, okay, you don't look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, now listen, are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, it, it, it's, it's so hard because God's principles that, that he has us to operate in here on this earth Bless God, are not the same principles that we have here on the earth. There's two, there, in other words, there's two sets of principles. The sets of principles uh, on this earth, if you look at the circumstances that are in, in your life or surrounding your life or in somebody else's life, and bless God, you know, you, that dictates to you just exactly how well or how bad that you're doing, right? And uh, I often talk about these things when we talk about healing, miracles, is the fact that you have to, you, you, you can't look at what it is in the natural. You have to look at this with a spiritual set of eyes. And in order to do that, you have to understand that, that, that God, God has a way. Now, in Romans 1.20, it says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, but understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Um, you know, you look at all this. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, we read in the scripture, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He framed these worlds through the, his words, and he spoke these things into existence. And, again, I, you know, I remember early on, I spent a lot of time, probably far too much time, trying to understand how did he do that my goodness gracious so inevitably inevitably i came to the to the realization that he created through speaking his words okay he created through that now one way to look at things that are not seen and we've taught you is by faith all right if god said it you just believe it Irregardless of what seems to be uh, uh, seems to be like it is in the natural world that we live in, okay. In other words, if God said it, that settles it. That's all there is to it. That's the way it is. Now that is really a neat concept. It's really, really tough to get into and operate within. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you if you was to uh, I'm sitting here at my desk right now. And if I was to open my desk drawer and not real hard, but in a light way, shut the, on my finger, I'd go out, wouldn't I? 
Now, what did that seem like? It seemed like pain, all right? But you see, with God, you speak. You have to speak the living word. Now, that, you know, the, the word is, is, is quicker. You know, it's alive and it's quicker than any two-edged sword. Cutting this under the, the spirit and the soul, that's unimaginable to our carnal minds that you can speak. But, you know, as we're beginning to teach people how to uh, command the angels that are around about you, that is a very important step of getting you to realize, to understand that, yes, you can speak over into that supernatural world without seeing into it and and see phenomenal things going about. You know, we, we have uh, a number of people now that bless God that will write to us and say, you know, after after studying what you've done on angels, uh, you know, I, I decided to take your advice and begin to, to practice. And, you know, that word kind of makes a lot of people shudder. Oh, my, practice. You mean you can practice? Well, sure you can. You're not going to do all this thing right the first time. It takes some practice, but you need to start. You need to start sending those angels out. What are you doing? You're speaking into the unseen world. You can't see those angels, at least God ever lets you see them, and few people ever have or ever will. But the fact of it is, they're there. You speak, and when you send them forth, when you send them forth, I know last night, we had, here we are in January, had tornado warnings for this county. And, you know, I, I was sitting there watching that television that came on, and I got up and walked down the front porch, and I said, Angels, you know, just go for move the thing around me or over me. But I don't need any bad weather here, period. In Yeshua's name, let it be done. And uh, so, anyway, they were talking about 60-mile-an-hour winds. They were talking about torrential rains. They were talking about the possibility of funnel clouds being a tornado. Well, you know, I'm sitting there watching their running this stuff across the screen, irritating me because I'm trying to watch uh, watch uh, something uh, that was on the on the tube. But anyway, uh, there ain't, uh, the storm came. It only lightning a bit. We heard the thunder roaring. Uh, it rained about four or five minutes, and then all of a sudden, the thing on TV changed, and the weather was all northeast of us. And it said that there was, you know, that was there that everything had been dropped here, in 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 and about the county north of Mount Carmel where I live. Now, are these things that just blessed God just happened? I call it by happenstance. No, I got news for you. I've done this for years and years and years and years and years and years, and it really works. Now you too can learn. What am I doing? I'm speaking into the unseen world. I, I in this case. I, I put the angels to work that God has set around about me, and you have angels set around about you, and I, I put them in, into action, into work. And bless God, uh, uh, you know, I know last, what was it, last spring, we had all those storms going on around here, all the flood and all the things taking place. Well, none came near this house. Why? Because I understand the principle. And that's what I'm trying to get you to understand, or I should say principles, because there are several principles that's involved in this. But the fact of it is, you too, you too can understand this. Now, God created this universe with faith-filled words, as I just said. Yeah, you, you can't see his faith. It's a spiritual force released in words, and that's the best way to put it. Yet you can see the results of his faith in the things that he created, Okay. Now, that's the result of his faith. I could ask this question, what is the results of your faith? Okay, I mean, do you, is there things that bless God that, that you know that, uh, that today that uh, you have spoken has come to pass? Or you just sit back and try a few times and maybe not at all, but if you did and it didn't work, you just say, well, you know, I guess, guess God's not going to use me in this, so you just sit around and suffer with the rest of the people. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. Let, let me tell you something. God's on our side. It's time, it's time that we begin to realize that, that God, you know, God give us a formula for all this to work in our lives. We, number one, we're made in his image. Now, try to figure that one out. We are made in the image of God. Well, 
Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. I'd just take God's word for it. But as I've always said, if we're made in the image of God, then we are capable of of acting like God acts. We're, we're of his image. Okay? Well, that's a little scary in itself, but it works. Now, man was created in the image of God so he could do what? He could understand. He could understand God. Uh, if, if you weren't made in his image, you couldn't understand God. All right? Well, I want to tell you something. These things become hard because, again, this is talking about another world. It's talking about the world that is the real world. And bless God, so therefore, because we have not seen into it. You know, uh, somebody said to me one time years ago, said, boy, it would be so nice if, if God would let us, uh, let us just see and understand what we saw and understood over there in that other, on the other side, the spirit world. And I said, well, you know, the fact of it is we will one day. Okay, one day when, like I said, when you give up the ghost, you're going to go back over into that side. God, you know, God's got a tremendous way of doing the things that he does, and somehow that it pleased him that we enter into our mother's wounds. When we come out, when we come out of, the, of their wounds, then all of a sudden, we don't know squat about the supernatural world except one thing. And I've said this, and you probably have heard me teach on some of this area, is the fact that if you'll notice newborn babies, if you'll notice them, bless God, they'll be moving their hands around, and they'll be looking over away, and, 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 and it's just like there's something going on on the other side of the room there. Well, I am quite certain at this stage of my walk with the Lord God that what's going on, they're still communicating. That that, has, that gradually leaves them as they, they enter more and more into this world. In other words, as they get to be, uh, you know, two or three months old, they, they have a whole lot less of that. By the time they're a year old, it may be gone altogether. I don't know when for sure that that, that, that leaves altogether, but it goes. But you see, you came from that world, and now you're in this world. And that's the reason we're told you're in this world, but you're not of it. You know, you're passing through. Uh, how did God choose you and I to pass through this world? I, we won't know that day. I, I'm real interested to see how that process, out of all those millions and millions and millions and millions of evangelic force that somehow you and I uh, were chosen uh, to come down here on this earth and spend there about 70 years. But uh, there again, that's uh, that's what God does. Amen? So when you begin to realize, let's go to Hebrews 1.3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, and you need to underline the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, the earth itself was created by God with faith-filled words, all right? Do you suppose God spoke those words and sat around and hoped that it was going to happen? No, 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 no. He knew, didn't he? Well, you say, well, he's God. Yes, but again, we are made in his image. We are capable of operating like he operates, okay? You're, you're capable of that. Again, the problem is, is the war between your spirit and your mind. That's where, that's where the war is at. So I said, your, your, your biggest problem isn't uh, the powers of darkness, the satanic forces. That, that's, your biggest problem is you. Your biggest problem is learning to overcome you. Oh boy! If you can get that, if you can get that, if you can get that, just that piece right there, I'm telling you what, you'll see some fantastic things happen. But what what keeps us from those fantastic things of God is well, let's be reasonable. You know, let, well, now come on, let's face the facts here. You know, I mean, you're, you're you know you're they operated on you. You got cancer. They didn't get all the cancer. You're going to die. Let's just face. Let's just let's face it. Okay. Well, I'm here to tell you, bless God, uh, that's not the way. That's not the way that this thing works. Nor is it the way that it has ever worked. God has a plan, and and I'm going to tell you something. Within this plan, God knows exactly, just exactly, how you can operate 
right here on the face of the white can. Well, you say, well, that's that, you know, that's, that's saying a lot, prophet. Well, yes, it's saying a lot, but let me tell you something. This is a great big God. And thank God that he made provision for you and I. What if there wasn't any way? What if there wasn't anybody that, that ever worked over into the realm of the supernatural? Because in order to, that's like I, I keep saying, the, the reason I can teach these to these kind of depths is because I, have, I, I, I get to operate there. That, and have for years and years and years, okay? Let's go to Hebrews 11.3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, he spoke it and believed, okay? What he said was going to come to pass, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Wow. Again, it's not by the power of... It, 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 not by the power of... Uh, of, of your mind, okay, but by the word of his power. His power is released in words, and that's what you want to grasp onto, that his power is released in his words. And if you start speaking his words, see, that's the reason I, I, I from the beginning, have told you, you need to get yourself a good strong concordance, or I guess with computers, which I know very little of, nor want to know any more than I know of, um, West God uh, concordances, and, and you look up whatever, look up all the scriptures that pertain to what you're going through. Write those, write those scriptures out, and bless God, carry them around with you, and talk those scriptures all the time, every day. And every time something pops up that makes your mind want to believe that, well, the scripture didn't work, you need to tell your mind to shut up and get in the back seat. Your spirit's going to do the driving of you, okay? That's what you need to do if you can come to it. Now, God's word, it, it, it's, it, it's pre-programmed. Again, it's filled with substance of things that God has given to you. I know that's deep, but grab onto it. Let me say it again. God's word is programmed. It's pre-programmed. It's filled with the substance of things that God has given you. It's full of it. In other words, there's not anything within God's, within God's word that will not cover every instant of your life and your family. There, it, it, it's all there. Like I said, the powers of darkness want to see you stumble. They're there to kill, steal, and destroy uh, out of uh, John 10, 10. But you see, Lord, Lord Yeshua said, but I've come that you might have life. You might have it more abundantly. So you've got a choice. You can either choose to let Satan still kill and destroy you and your family, or you can just take on the abundant life. Now, I made a decision years ago. I was going to go for the abundant life thing. I've been in that other for years without Christ, and then I came into, the, came into the, the fullness of Christ, and let me tell you something, I began to realize I didn't have to be that way, and it would just make me mad every time that, bless God, it looked like I was going to be that way for several years that time. Finally, finally, I got a hold of this principle that I'm teaching you right here, and I found out that, hey, I don't have to be that way. I don't have to be that way, but in order for me not to be that way, I'm going to have to act like God acts. Boy, that's strong, isn't it? How dare you blaspheme God like that? No, that's not blaspheme. That's the way God wants you to act. God wants you to speak his words so that he can do what? He can perform those words in your behalf. That is the way. That is the way that it is. Now, God's word holds everything in obedience to what he said, everything. The sun, the moon, they stay in their own orbit. orbits. Why? Because God said, okay, because of his word. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Then from that, you can see that your world is also framed by your words. Your words set the cornerstones of your life. Good stuff. Good stuff. Your words set the cornerstones of your life. So in other words, your life is also framed by your words. Stop and think about what, what are you speaking today? Doubt, unbelief, are you speaking the faith of God's holy word through the power of the Holy Ghost and the power and authority of the name of Yeshua? 
you know, if this thing didn't work, you know, I, I went to church early on, Pentecostal church, and I'm telling you, that's all the, the, the pastor did was talk about faith and the power of the Holy Ghost. And, oh, it's exciting to hear, especially for a Methodist boy like me that never heard anything like that. I got so excited about hearing what it, what it was that we had inherited from God. And, 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 and I was there, I don't know, uh, several months, maybe, maybe a couple of years. Uh, and anyway, uh, I noticed something. We believed all that, but we never, ever saw anybody heal. There wasn't anybody, wasn't, wasn't anybody that, that came there that blessed God, that wasn't still sick. The, you know, the, the lame was still lame, the blind was still blind, the diseased were still diseased. And I become quite confused, to say the least, about the whole situation because I didn't understand. I did not understand. And so I began, bless God, to inquire of the Lord God as to what was the, what was the problem there. Now, I wish I could say the angel showed up and told me, but no, he didn't. But I kept seeking God. I kept saying, Lord, maybe this isn't all true. I mean, I was at a crossroads. I was with an, in an absolute crossroad with this thing. It could have been because, see, we all come to those crossroads. If I, if I had decided, because it's like I said, I'm a realist. I mean, you know, what you see is, is what it is. Uh, and I had to learn. I had to learn to be the other way. But the fact of the, the, fact of the matter was I was going to church to believe this stuff, but none of it worked. Hmm. Wonder if that rings a bell in any of your hearts today, huh? I'll bet. I bet most of you, or some of you anyway, have been in the same situation. And and like I said, then there always comes a time in all this where you've got to face, you've got to face the facts. You've got to face reality. It either works or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, then it's just not going to work. Or there's a problem with the people who's trying to work it. Well, I finally came to the conclusion. That God's word is truth, and everything else will be a lie. Okay, that's what the that's what the word said. I found it in the word, and I dared just believe the word of God. All right, and so uh, I I began to realize that there was you know the, the word had to be truth, or if it wasn't, we were you know we were out here trying to do things that we ought to be trying to do. So all of a sudden, the Lord God began to show me how real this all was. All of a sudden, the Lord God began to use me, not in great, great ways, but I'm talking about in little bitty ways, but where I knew, I knew he was there. I knew he was on the inside of me. I knew his omnipresence around me. And I began then to, to, to realize that those people there in that little Pentecostal church, God loved him just as much as I loved him. But they gravely had erred because of the fact that the words that they were speaking, they didn't believe. Now, see, in Romans ten seventeen, uh, which most of you know or should know, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I, I, I repeat that a lot. Because that's the reason it's so important for you to keep hearing that's the reason we want you over and over again to hear the material. So you're going to get faith into that, faith into the material, okay? And once you get that, you, you, then you're ready to take the next step. You sure are. The things you continue to confess, that those things get into your spirit, okay? For faith comes by hearing. Now, whether you're hearing what is right or you're hearing what's wrong, you'll have faith in what you hear if you continue to hear it. That reason, you know, I'm, I'm always saying, you know what, you, what you need, what you need to do is get away from all these doubt and unbelievers. You get away. You know, we talked about separation. How God said to separate yourself. Well, I'm going to tell you, you, you need to separate yourself from these people, these church people, that bless God, that that evidently don't believe that it's the truth or something be happening in their lives, wouldn't it? Now, well, Amen. Well, now. As, as we as we went through this thing, and understand that that, that you're you're being continually changed by what you hear. Now I'm going to say that again because see, 
we're trying to get you to grow up, okay? And if you're going to grow up, you're going to have to get to the place where you can stand on your own with God through his word. Okay, so understand that you're continually being changed by, the, by, the, by what you hear. Because what? Hearing causes faith to come. Hearing causes faith to come. So if you're not, now I always like to go back and, and, and talk about the fact, and most of you can relate to that, hopefully all of you can, to this next statement I made, is the fact that, you know, I remember growing up, and I, I can I can remember being playing over in kids' uh, yards, and and I can remember every once in a while, anyway, the mother saying, "Well, Johnny, you're just like your dad. You're going to end up just like your dad." Well, Johnny's dad may have been a drunk. Johnny's dad may not not been able to have ever wanted a job or or have ever kept a job. And you know what? Later in life, as I began to study the Word of God and become a student of God's Word. I began to look back at those things of the people that I, you know, stayed in touch with. And sure enough, the Johnnies turned out to be just like the dad. What is that? Because you see, you hear that enough, okay? That hearing, it's going to cause that person to have faith. In this case, it, the Johnnies of this world that, that heard those things, then they began to have faith in it. Well, why crime when it up being just like my dad? And maybe dad wasn't that bad at all. It was just mom making her out to be that way, okay? But you see, again, faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing, hearing by the word of God. So it's so important for you to hear. Brothers and sisters, it's of the utmost importance for you to hear God's word. Not, not, not what man's got to say about anything. I mean, for Pete's sakes, do you, do you know anybody that's ever created the worlds? Mm -mm. No, I'm sorry. Only the Lord our God has ever done anything like that. How about ocean opening up an ocean? No, only the Lord our God does things like that. So you see, it's just as it's just as easy to hear right things as it is wrong things if you stop and think about it. Being around negative people, you're going to have to separate yourself from them. Oh, I just got to the place where people just, yeah, which I'm sure those of you that know me at all know how true this statement is. I just tell them to shut up. I don't want to hear that stuff. I don't want you, I don't want you planting that in my spirit. Me to have to leave here and spend the 30 minutes after I leave your house tearing stuff out of my spirit, the bless God that you placed in there but with your mouth. And oh, they, you know, they look at me funny. I said, no, 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 don't say that. I don't want to hear that. Hear what? I said, the negativism that's coming out of your mouth. You can't say something positive. Listen to me, folks. If you can't say something positive, just shut your mouth and don't say anything at all. Just don't, don't say anything. I'm only saying if you need to go get you a piece of duct tape and put it across your, your mouth for the day, do it. You might make one day of your life without sowing discord or speaking anything that bless God's not a faith. I know because I went through that one time, as funny as that was, but that's another story for another day, I suppose. Now, 11.1 1 of Hebrews, now faith. And I'll tell you what, I I found out very quickly that it means now faith, today faith, right this very second faith in your life and my life. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Well, what a powerful statement that is. It's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what it, folks, if you can see it, that, that's, that's not faith. You know, I'll never forget early on, there was a fellow that was in the church, and and, and he, was, he was well off. I don't know how well off, but I mean, he had a brand new car and brand new home and and he had inherited from uh, from his his dad. And uh, one day after after service, he and I were standing in the parking lot, and he was leaning against that new automobile, talking about faith. And I'm I'm, I'm listening to all this. And I'm, I'm I'm going, man, alive! I could have faith too if I had all the money in the bank he's got, a new home, a new car. Uh, you see, that's not faith. That's not that's not faith. Bless God, if you can see it, it's not faith. 
faith reaches out into the unseen and grabs onto it and makes it the seen. Okay? Can you can you grab to that? Can you grab onto that? Because that's the way this thing works. Now, the substance of what you desire is the promise itself. Grab onto this now. Now, the substance of what you desire is the promise itself. Whether it is a promise of, of healing, a promise of deliverance, a promise for your children, a promise for, a promise for jobs, whatever that is, then the substance of what you desire is the promise, is the promise itself. Boy, I'll tell you what, when you, folks, when, when you get into this thing, okay, when you really get into this thing, you'll begin to really grasp on to. Once you understand the concept of how this works, I'm telling you, you work. Now it's going to take time. Now don't 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 get to thinking the first time you do it that, and it may work the first time. Praise God, I hope it works the first time. But let's say it doesn't. Okay, don't don't get all upset about that. Well, it doesn't work and walk away from it. I said earlier, God. I didn't say this, but I'm saying this now. God permits us to practice, but during this practice time, God is also requiring of us what He's requiring us us. He's requiring of us, us. He wants you to get the sin out of your life. He wants you to grow up into these things. He wants you to understand these principles. Because, you see, these principles here, these are so powerful that they'll, they'll work literally within any and every area of your life. Every area of your life. You know, I told the story, and if you study the materials I do on healing, you will have heard me uh, say that uh, the Lord God would uh, somebody pushed in in a wheelchair, and the, and, and the Lord speaks to me and said, "What do you see?" And I said, "Well, I, I see a man in a wheelchair." He said, "No, no, no." And, and and you know, after a while, he finally spoke to me and said, "He said, you have to see that man walking. See, you have to look past the circumstance of what it is and see him walking." Now, folks. I have had quite an education in the things of miracles and healings. And if you've uh, listened to the material, you can you can understand even to the point of seeing God raise people from the dead. Now, you notice I said God raising people from the dead. I, I'm not a dead-raising person. God is. God's the healer. God's the deliverer. God's the savior. He's the Holy Ghost baptizer. Not me. It's God. All right? But... Uh, but I but I begin to realize that that the principle that I'm teaching you here about understanding the invisible things of God, this is part of that. You have to understand how God operates. God does not see you sick. God does not see you bless God lame. He doesn't even see you dead. All right? He sees you whole, spirit, soul, and body. That's the way he sees you. And you have to begin, you have to begin to, to understand if you're going to act like God, because you're made again in his image, then you're going to have to understand how God, why God acts the way he does. Because you see, there isn't anything negative in the kingdom. God never speaks a negative word, ever. His words are always what? They're always powerful words spoken by him, all right, uh, the, the word of his power. And if you can grab onto that, that will help you immensely in your walk, even from today and today on, okay? Well, you know, once, once, you, once you realize that the Lord God, and, and I, I really think that, that, well, I want to read again, uh, Romans one twenty. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the worlds are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, this is an illustration to help reveal some of the kingdom principles, not all of them some. Now, listen closely. You know, when you're going to build a house or, or, or somebody's going to build a, you know, a, 20-story building or whatever, but God, they have an architect come, and that architect does what? He formulates a blueprint of whatever you're going to build, all right? 
Now, what's he doing? He's calling those things not as though they were. The blueprint is the image. Get on there, it says, we'll help you. Let the right image be imprinted in your spirit, and you will live out the reality of that promise in your life. Okay? Now, the, the, the blueprint, bless God, even though it's made, there's still not a building there, is it? But, you, but now listen, the architect, the architect has faith in what he's drawn, that it one day will be a building, even though it's not anything but called a blueprint right there on paper. Now, it takes time to build that building, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's the way faith works. Faith takes time to develop. But you keep working at it, and you keep working at it, and you keep working at it, and guess what? That blueprint that you have in your mind. Now, I want each of you today to think about something that you need absolutely to be changed, whether you're sick, whether you're without a job, whatever it is. And I want you to use that for the blueprint. It will be the blueprint of your mind or of your image of your mind. And I want you to see yourself as God sees you as holy. No matter what it is, if you don't have a job, see yourself as having the best job in the county. See yourself that way. Because you see, that is the reality of, of, of these promises, okay? And, and if, you get, if you get yourself in the right, you know, in the right position uh, and let that be imprinted into your spirit, man, and, 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 and understand that you can live out the reality of that promise in your life. You can do that refuse to accept anything less than what's in the blueprint, okay? So you first have to make the blueprint before there can anything be built. You need to begin, desperately begin, to making the blueprint of the image of your life. From right now, throughout the rest of your life, you need to understand that. You have the authority to choose the words you speak. You have to speak well, I'm this, or well, I'm down and out. Well, this isn't working. You have the authority. You have the authority to choose. But some of you choose very, very what? Very negatively. And because of that, some of you, bless God, have uh, had yourself uh, into some things going on in your life that you sure wish that wasn't in your life. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. But you see, again, the words that you speak will produce, maybe, no maybe to it, the words that you speak will produce faith, which is the substance of things. The words you speak may not produce Bible faith, okay, but I'm going to tell you something. The words that you speak will produce faith, which is the substance of things. Oh, I love that. I'll tell you, I, you know, I'll tell you I can remember, folks, I, I, I can remember as I sit right here with you this afternoon, I can remember God bringing this stuff to me. I can remember how powerful it was. I can remember the things that I went through. As I said, telling people, "Don't shut up. Don't even be. I don't even want to hear you talk. You're going to talk like that." And they didn't have the foggiest idea in this world what I was even talking about. But what was I trying to do? I was trying to build faith. I was trying to get myself into a place of trying to think trying to think faith, live faith each and every day. And I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 it's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's not. But I'm going to tell you their side of it. It works. It works. You know, faith Faith. Faith is not something that, bless God, that has to come out of out of nowhere. It, it, I love the scripture that, that, that talks about the fact that, you know, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. I love that, and the reason I love it, and, and again, I I can remember, I remember going through the time in my my walk with the Lord, <laughs> that the things that were coming out of my mouth, okay, it wasn't uh, the right things, okay, but if you want to know where you're living, listen to what you're talking, okay, because out of the bunch of your heart, out of the bunch of your heart, your mouth will speak. What does that mean? What's in your heart? That's what's really in your heart. Bless God that if the first thing that comes with whatever kind of a crisis, whatever something that comes up, you listen to what, what the first thing 
that you said, or think back to the last time that you had some type of crisis, what did you say first? Well, that tells you what's really in your heart. That tells you how much work you need to do on the subject of faith. I, I you know, I love people that, that come around and they uh, want to talk about their spiritual this and that and their spiritual that, and, which I'm not interested in at all, by the way. And I still get, you know, and I will always get letters from people that, uh, you know, the thing that I'm interested in uh, is you learning God's holy word. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in your dreams and your visions. We'll get to those things. If you can get into this thing and sit down, shut up, and learn something long enough, then we'll get to the point where you can, that you can talk to me about your dreams and your visions. But I want you to become scripturally right. And I'm going to tell you something. I've not run on to anybody, anybody, while I traveled here in, 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 the, in the North America, uh, those whatever, two or three, four years, whatever it was I was traveling, um, that blessed God was operating in good, in good faith. They, they, you know, you, 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 you know, they'd tell me all this stuff, and that next week they'd call me and, and uh, bless God out of the abundance of their mouth, their heart would begin to speak, and there wasn't any faith there. There wasn't any faith. There wasn't no faith at all. And you know, folks, that's a sad deal when you stop and you think about it. Well, God knows. He knows exactly where we're living. Amen? But here's the thing about it. If you don't practice it, it can't. In other words, this didn't come with salvation. It did not come with the infillment of the Holy Ghost. All right? This has to come through what? Through studying, through hearing the Word of God over and over again. But the, but I, I really am sincere when I say you start listening. You know what? I, and I used to do this a lot. Now, I haven't for years now. But I used to, every evening, I used to sit down before I went to bed, and I used to take a tablet, and I used to write down everything that I said out of my mouth that was negative. In fact, I put one side of the page said negative. I drew a line in the middle of it, and I paused it. And every night, I put down all the negative things and, all, and the few positive things. And that let me see. See, I, I, sometimes you just flat need to see where you're living. And I, not physically, okay, hopefully you all see where you're living. But I'm talking about scripturally. You, you, you need to do that. And that's a grand way to do it. I'm a scorekeeper. Always have been. You know, I mean, I look down at the end of the week, I start counting up. Let's see, how many negative things have I said this week? Compared to the positive things, well, it wasn't worth talking about because I had four more negative than I did positive. But let me tell you something. I made my mind up, and that's the first thing that you have to do. You have to make your mind up. Hopefully, listen to a message like this will inspire you. All right? But you still have to make that decision. Why? God gave us all a free will. You have to make that. So I made the decision that it was going to change. I made the decision that I was going to stop this negativism coming out of my mouth. And you know what, folks? I get up in the morning and I'd pray and I'd say, God, this day, every time I open my mouth and it's something negative, Lord God, unction me in some way. Let it come into my mind, whatever. I, actually, what I needed, I think, was lightning to strike about six feet away or far enough away I didn't disintegrate me, but, you know, where to get my attention so I know that, bless God, that I was speaking negatively. Now, let me tell you what happened to me by praying that prayer every day. Now, it didn't start the next day. It took, it took a while. But I began to find out that every time I would open my mouth and start to say something negatively, because, what well, it has to come through your mind, that, bless God, I, 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 just, I just knew. I thought, oh, don't say that. Just what was that? Was God unction me? What do you mean God didn't show up and say, "Don't be saying that"? On every occasion, yeah, He did that, but He did that through a small, still voice. Okay, and so I begin to realize then that, bless God, that that would work. So every time that I start to say something negative, and sometimes people look at me and say, "Well, well, what was it? You start to say that, and you said this." 
I said, yeah. I said, uh, I'm a work in progress here. I said, God's uh, working on me. I said, I'm, I'm trying to say, quit saying things negative. And, and then when you get around negative people, it's a whole lot easier to do what? To talk negative, isn't it? That's what I said. The first thing you need to do is tell those people to quit call, talking negative or not to come around. Now, I realize that's not the easiest thing in this world to do because some of you still think those kind of people are your friends, but they're not. Get over it and grow up. But it, it worked. It worked in my life. And listen, God's no respecter of persons. But you see, I had to make up my mind, the old story adage is, come hell or high water, that I was going to change this thing in my life. And you know something? Changing that in my life opened up another door in my life with the Lord, which we'll talk about at a later date. But see, this stuff doesn't happen to us, brothers and sisters, all at one time. Uh, you know, overnight. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wish it did. That's back to the old adage of the Pentecostals getting us together and telling us they were going to pour oil on us and all of our troubles were going to be over. All of our, they did pour the oil on us, but all of our troubles wasn't over, was it? No. It's a step at a time. It's your life, and you're going to have to make this thing change, or it's not going to change. This does not come with the package of salvation, nor the fulfillment of the Holy Ghost, as I said earlier. You're going to have to make a change. Now, maybe you say, I think I'm just happy where my life is now. Hallelujah. Hang in there and just keep on and keep it on. But that's not the majority of you. In fact, I, I'm not sure that there's any of you listening that couldn't walk in more faith. All right? But you've got to start in the beginning. You've you got to understand. You've got, you got to quit opening up your mouth. You've got to quit saying the wrong things. In order to hear, and again, in order to be saying the right things, what's going to have to happen? You're going to have to pray. You need to fast about it. And you need to make your mind up. And again, I, I wouldn't be past this keeping score business like I used to do. Folks, again, that, that greatly helped me throughout my, throughout my walk. Uh, I wanted to know where I was at. At the end of the week, I could sit down and I could go through that thing. i go, wow, did I blow it this week. Man, look at this. Look at what I've You see... If it's right there on a piece of paper, you can see it. Your memory tends to sometimes uh, bypass a lot of things that we get into, right? Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Shemu Nikrah. <laughs> 